generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. They just spent like two or three weeks out the country. Them boys up to something, they just not just bluffing. You don't have to call, I hear my dance like Usher. Ooh. I just found my tempo like on DJ Mustard. You are listening to another episode of KeepTheChange.co.nz's podcast. Today we got Mikey back and we're going to be talking about two major issues facing the country that are floating around in the headlines at the moment, mate. Big headlines. Keen to get your insights into two. Brad Olsen, he seems to get a lot of attention he does, uh, about he? this. Uh, good lad, he's, he's getting himself out there. Hopefully he's looking after himself because he's a very, very busy lad. I'd say he'll be listening and getting a bit of info to use in his next uh, TV1 show from, from here, mate. Good to have you tuning in, Bradley. <laughs> Hope you're well. So article number one is cost of living. MYOB poll shows more than one million Kiwis actively considering New Zealand. Leaving I, New Zealand. Yes, leaving, which I assume means they are fucking out of here. Uh, from this article, mate, it says the most alarming figures showed an additional 20% of those surveyed, equivalent to approximately 1 million and 25 thousand people based on population data said they are actively considering moving offshore just to give this some context the latest consumer snapshot from business management platform myob which is a dying accounting software <laughs> I, should, I shouldn't have said that i shouldn't have said that oh shit a nationwide poll of more than 500 people <laughs> oh cool so we turned 500 into a million did we yeah 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 shows four percent of those polled Equivalent to around 200,000 New Zealanders have decided they are moving overseas to live and work now that borders have reopened. So, so the most alarming figure showed an additional 20% of those surveys equivalent to approximately a million people based on population data said they're actively considering moving offshore. So 200,000 Kiwis have decided they're moving and a million are actively thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Like, mate, that is a lot of people. This is a drastic rise in pre-pandemic trends which... Just less, with just less than 41,000 Kiwis leaving New Zealand to go overseas for at least 12 months in 2019. Now, I did see that 530,000 Kiwis live in Australia, uh, and we spoke about this before recording this pod. How good would it be if we could get, like, instead of this going the wrong way, if we could be like, a million Kiwis are thinking about moving home. Yeah. How good would that be for the economy? And, and I think also, like, we probably, I think we mentioned this maybe last year, we're like, Get ready for the fucking news articles to ramp up and heading mm. into the recession about all the negative shit. Yeah, like this is just gonna. This is just the start. There's way more of this this talk about this stuff coming, and 
some of it will be partially true and the other uh, the rest of it will be shit. Um, but yeah, I think there is definitely a sentiment right now that people are like, hmm, there's greener grass somewhere else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, your idea about you know half a million Kiwis over in Aussie, we should incentivize them to come home somehow. Get 50,000 home over three years. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Target the ones we need, nurses, builders, yep. like whatever it is, what we're going after. Tech. Um, it, it, like you said, it'd be a great government KPI. I don't think they have KPIs in no, government, but yeah. <laughs> you did laugh at me. <laughs> yeah, I did see too, mates. Some people in the gaming space that are in New Zealand are they are boosting because they've got better tax advantages in Australia for uh, that space. Oh, so yeah. they're going to take talent, which is a shame. So we, mate, you know, some of the stuff is true. There's genuine articles out there. I just thought a million Kiwis. Like I think there's only five million Kiwis. Yeah, I think that's probably a. A stretch. They've extrapolated it out. Also, when you do a survey, you know, you're answering in your sort of here and now. Yeah, and you're probably talking to people that you know that think similarly to you, so you can get all these sort of <laughs> polls that lean different ways because of who you ask. And Yeah. I mean, fuck. It, I, I, I just don't... I, I mean, a million's probably not true, but I do... It's definitely true that people are talking about leaving. I've talked about it. Mm. Um you know, thing about these gamers, like they're they're something that can be online, so they can play tax arbitrage. They don't need to be yep. sitting in their bedroom and you know whatever suburb around the corner here. Mm. Um, they can go somewhere else where they can get whatever, you know, fifteen percent extra tax or whatever back and and do the same stuff. And you'll see that happen in all sorts of stuff that can be you know, especially online things. Well, Jade, who works for us at Next Advisory, she came to us a week ago now and said, "Oh." I'm wanting to go to Bali for six to eight weeks, I think it is, with my friends. Mm. They're going, would you guys be okay with that if I work from over there? Uh, we like to think we're a pretty progressive accounting firm, mate, that doesn't use MYOB. <laughs> uh, i got to stop. <laughs> we have a few clients that use MYOB, but, um, so I shouldn't be. There could be someone from MYOB listening. Um, and we were like, okay, well, yep. Like she's really good at what she does, and we know that that's the way the world's going, and hey, we're big on travelling and experiencing the world and your OE feels always like that's one of my biggest regrets. So we can't then be like, no, you know, that's fucking, thinking about it. But, you know, that's going to be interesting because it could be, oh, this is amazing. Maybe I might go live in Aussie now or I might go live in Spain or I might go live in Mykonos or bloody, who knows, Ibiza. Yeah, I think Uh, there's going to be plenty of, especially young people doing that. Like that Gary V clip you showed mm. me earlier. They can yeah. do that shit from anywhere, you know. People making sixty thousand dollars a year on TikTok. Yep. You can live in Thailand with sixty grand, pretty good. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um all yeah. of a sudden you're you're earning US dollars or whatever your your home currency country is and you're living you know, that's geographical arbitrage, right? You can become rich yeah. somewhere. Um if you can make the money from another country but live in a different place. The thing that's interesting f- for this for me, mate, or well, just to finish off where I was going with the the Jade for instance, like that's a real shame if um, we lose a whole heap more of those people. But, but like, you know, I think the country ends up getting them back. People love to come home. But I think we are, what COVID did is it meant that, you know, Phil and I already thought like this and we knew you could work from anywhere. And some you people want to work. like that, right? Yeah. For years, didn't have an office. Yeah. And still, you know, sometimes I'll just do work at home and then I'll come in here once, you know, I'm like, okay, then I'll go to some meetings and we yeah. need somewhere to meet. Um but I think it's forced some of the bigger employers and whatnot to go, ah, oh, like, we can do this. People can work from anywhere, um, but they've got to then figure out 
who the people are that can actually do that versus who wants to do that yeah. but does fuck all, all day because they don't like their job, they're disengaged anyway, so then they're only online for three hours. You know, Everyone's going to have to figure out their own thing with that. But I think COVID has advanced the whole, we can't really say no, you can't work from home or you can't work from there because they'll go, well, this is possible now, so then I'll go find someone who will let me do that. And it's not, it's almost going to become part of a, uh, a bargaining type piece for employers, I think. Mm. Yeah, I think it, it, I mean, it already is, I believe. You know, I've got um, one staff member that works at home full time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like it's just part of how life is now. Um, I think this article, though, is more about like the grass is greener somewhere else story, right? That, that's what I was going to say. The first three words of this, cost of living. Yeah. NYOB poll. So, because I was going to say, why do these people want, why do a million Kiwis want to live somewhere else? But it says so, cost of living. Yeah. So, as we all know, inflation's rampant. The cost of everything's going up. It's fucking expensive to fill up your car and fill up your shopping basket at the supermarket or whatever. And yes, there are lots of other places that are also having the same thing because central banks everywhere printed fuck, fuck tons of money and did way too much and cooked the value of your dollar. Yeah. Debased it. So, there are other places, but when, when you're when you're getting affected like this, hard and quickly because it's been pretty violent like it's gone from like mm. 12 months big turnaround um in terms of what things are costing people are like shit there's got to be an easier way yeah um i think th- the problem with like this article and then the reason people are thinking like this too is because they're like fuck i don't see this getting better in five years yeah which is that's dangerous i think the grass is greener story is like it's not always greener i think that argument is correct. Like we're hearing about cost of living in the UK, we're hearing about it in yeah. America and Australia, so it's everywhere. But and and I think it's manageable. But if you think if you start to believe that in five or ten years we're still gonna be fucked, that's when people will definitely leave. And that's dangerous. Yeah, and and I think there's a bit of that feeling around. I think so, because thinking through that when you say that, you know, I, I look at this and go, okay, so we're saying it's a cost of living is the catalyst for people to move. Therefore, that says that people don't have enough money to do the things that they want to do to consider themselves to be having a life that they want to live. So they're like, well, I will get on a plane and I will go somewhere that's going to allow that. And the problem is, if it doesn't get better, then how do we get them back home? How do we get them contributing in this country? Um, and... Do they, yeah, do, do they even want to? Because the people that stay are going to be like, well, I want house prices to keep going up because I invested my whole life into this. Mm. And they're not like, uh, well, you know, that, but then they also need them back a little bit to drive up the price of it as well. You need to be replacing it with people mm. to then create that, that market equilibrium. Or do people then just go have a good life somewhere, stack some cash, and then come back and live out the Kiwi dream of buying a home? Like, I, I just can't see, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. Yeah, I don't know. I think that the and people won't like me saying this. The the dangerous ones that of leaving are like small to medium businesses that are like, fuck, we are not going to achieve our targets here. I mm. I have a fifteen year plan for this business in my head at least. Yeah, if I take this, I'm gone for minimum fifteen, and it's probably thirty. You yeah. won't get them back. So when they go, you won't be able to incentivize them back unless you cut the tax rate in half or something crazy. You know, like it's just not going to happen. 
I sent you that stat the other day, or not stat, but I was like, mate, there's 335 million businesses in America. Fuck, that's insane. <laughs> like that's we, so cool. <laughs> life is just so much scaled down here. Yeah. I want to read you a message before we get on to the next article for, uh, that I got through social media today from Ainsley. Hey Luke, regular listener here, love the pod and was listening to your 1112 money mail yesterday, then went on TikTok and saw this video which seemed very relevant to your chat around young people, the future etc. Um, and this is the video which I will I will play for the people at home. For marketing, there are millions making 100,000 a year. So many of these markets are winner take all markets. On the platform side. Uh, what do you mean? Google, Facebook, TikTok. I'm talking about on the individual side. No, on the individual side, the long tail of creators is extremely long. It's winner take all if you define success a million dollars. If you define success $80,000, it's astonishing. And I keep telling a lot of my corporate friends and leaders, you're worried about the great resignation? Wait till you see the great never applying in the first place. You've got an entire generation of kids growing up on Roblox, TikTok, Fortnite, who are like, I could work at IBM or VaynerMedia or whatever, or I can make 61K doing X, Y, and Z. I'll keep building, maybe I get to 200K, and it is a blind spot to the establishment at scale. And so what we talk about is these kids are entitled. They're not entitled, they're aware of their options. And TikTok gets you in the bloody funnel, <laughs> and off you go, and you lost yeah, for half an Yeah, it's interesting, eh? And yeah. Gary isn't normally a guy that's thinking... About five moves ahead about what's happening, so yeah, he he sees it. Um, I got two stories for you, mate. Uh, one is I had a conversation this week gone mm-hmm. with someone telling me about they knew someone Kiwi, South Island, five thousand US a, a week, a week. Yes, <clears throat> good money. OnlyFans. Yeah. Now I don't even really understand how OnlyFans works. I was having to Google it the other day because uh, I'm really intrigued by it now, and I'm mm. like, oh, is there like, am I missing the the non-sexual side of it? Because um, I just think all oh, dirty don't want to get caught looking into that. Mm. Now I'm like, what else is going on in there? Uh, but I guess that shows people are. That's probably about eight grand New Zealand, fifty two weeks if you can do it the whole year through. Four hundred grand, grunty money, man. Unbelievable. Probably point five percent less than that. Probably point two five percent of Kiwis earn four hundred grand plus in this country. That's some real CEO type money or it's proper money. Yeah, that, yeah, that's some serious shit. Um, it just shows it's possible, right? Second one. Video explaining. Oh shit! It's bloody loading up another video. <laughs> can't fucking. Sorry about that, dude. Can't, can't avoid TikTok. Holy shit! See, this is what happens, mate. It sucks you in. <laughs> I, I thought I'd closed it down. Now there's someone fucking with a fire hose. <laughs> Second one is a dude explaining. Don't overthink a side hustle. You need a buyer and you need a seller or a creator. So what? they did is they run ads in their country and they found people in the local area that needed help with SEO, digital marketing, building websites, whatever. We'd go around and they were just hustling all the businesses in the area. Yeah, we actually really do need to update our website. And they're like, yeah, I think you could have a, a WordPress website, for instance, rather than the one you've got. I can I can take care of that project for you. Great. What's it going to cost? Oh, it's probably going to cost $10,000 and it's going to take two months. And here's the process you're going to go through. Sweet, yeah, we'll pay the 10 grand. Sweet, back online. Brrr, searching uh, on Fiverr or different platforms. Right, I need a WordPress website builder. Hello, <laughs> uh, yeah, I can do that for you. I live in wherever, yeah. uh, and I'll do it for 2,000 American. Crazy, eh? Oh, yep, sweet. Just made five grand. Yeah. And you get one of those a month for 12 months, 60G. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing when you start thinking like that is because that's not how New Zealanders think, right? Because no. we think 
oh, business in New Zealand, I might start a store. I might start the Fijoa store out the front. And then you go down that path and you don't think internationally. I think a couple of, there's, a, there's a small portion of the younger people that are starting to see it. Um, but yeah. if I explained that that was possible to my old man, he'd be like, fucking hell. Yeah, that sounds illegal, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right oh, mate. No yeah. one's fucking doing that. But, you know, that's someone who's going 60K. Yeah, sweet 60K is pretty good. Because then what comes of that is, okay, I don't need a park. I don't need to travel. You're, you're working from home, and so you've got to pay your rent. You strip out some of the expenses you don't need. And this got me thinking about coming back to Jade. The other, Because I usually scoot her up to work, so I give her my car park. I think my car park costs four grand for the year mm-hmm. to park in this building. And uh, that's a business expense to us, but I try and scoot her so that she can park because I know that that's going to be a bit of an expense for her. I said, hey, Jade, sorry, I've, uh, I've driven up because I had to go somewhere and also I have to go somewhere later, <clears throat> excuse me, and it's raining. And she said, do you mind if I work from home because I uh, had planned on driving and so I'm going to miss the early bird parking and I'm going to be up for 25 bucks for the day. And if I don't need it, need to, I would rather not pay it. And I was like, yeah, you know, doesn't bother me. Sweet. Um, but back in my, well, back in my day, here we go. When I went to, when I started my accounting <laughs> you job. You're 34 now, mate. Fuck, I am. <laughs> I actually was telling this young guy before, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm not really that young. He's like, how old are you? He was like, 34. He's like, fuck, <laughs> really? I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and he's like, oh, bro, I thought you were 28 max. I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, I'm past it. Uh, $25 times by five days. But when I was, I was going to say, back in my day, when I first started my accounting job, getting paid 80 grand a year in Auckland, I parked for the first day, $18. I'm like, holy shit, there's going to be $90 a week. $90. No, work, no work from home option then. Definitely not. But all cloud technology, we're a leader in cloud technology, <laughs> but you've got to come to the office to work. Okay, let's say I went to the office for 46 of those 52 weeks. 4000 bucks. Mm-hmm. Put on 1.3, uh, times that by 1.3 because I'm getting taxed at yep, 30%. Income. So there goes $5,400 of my yep. 80 grand gone straight away. Bolt the fuel on, mm-hmm. probably 10 grand. You know, a few years ago now, petrol Easily. wasn't $86 a litre like it is now. But for Jade, you know, 25 bucks. Uh, let's say five days she came in, let's say 46 week, 5,700 bucks times that by 1.3 just to keep it. It's the same seven and a half grand now gone out That's of her salary, lot, eh? and then the fuel as well. Um, it's Fifteen grand, yeah. And so then you can see, like, this is how I think people that can then re- um, use inversion thinking, for instance, of like, okay, how would I not have a job? And it's like, okay, well then, how wouldn't you? Oh, I'm running a car, I'm mm. parking, I've got this insurance, oh, I've taken on travel insurance for the trip that I'm going on, or, or whatever. And you start to strip out all the things you don't need to be paying. You think, how much money do I? actually need to yeah all of a sudden like off. you can be, have 60 grand and feel rich as fuck yes because you can afford everything because you don't have any expenses yeah there yeah. it is yeah. yeah and so we usually get an income and then match our expenses to that income right yeah. and we think oh if I was to have a side hustle I would need to uh, make the same amount because that's I've got to maintain that lifestyle and it's like well actually no your life would be completely different so you need to look at it and analyse it differently um, and I think that's what younger people are doing they're going well, fuck your title stuff. You know, my industry is horrible for titles. Like, what what will my job title be? I'm yeah, like, yeah. who cares? Like, this is what you have to do. Yeah, but what's my title? Uh, and then what will be my title after that? And when will I be the senior manager? Call yourself whatever you want. Like, oh, my God. But some people are smart enough not to go down that title trap and they're thinking, hmm, how could I live the life that I want and 
do just enough work to be able to have... Smart, eh? Yeah. So back to this message, mate. Love what you're doing. At the start of the year, I went back and listened to the webinar episodes that you recorded during COVID. Still super useful. And got addicted to selling things on Marketplace. A lot more working at home made me look around the place and go, what the fuck, why do I have so much stuff? Keep a little. I keep a little monthly tally in my notes app, which was super motivating. Great idea. Genius. Like, yeah. It's a Sainsley, eh? Uh, yes, yeah. Ainsley weapon. Yeah. And while it wasn't loads, it was definitely enough to pay the bills for the month. And they've literally sent me a screenshot of the notes app of what they've um, what they've sold. Mean. And they're paying off, you know, paying some of their bills. bills. Okay, finally, you plus Mikey. I love those episodes. Never thought I'd be listening to two Kiwi blokes chat about <laughs> their notes of one of them had written after watching JLo's doco. <laughs> but it was That's such so a good, good listen. Really enjoyed the Don't Turn a uh, downturn episodes too. Thanks so much and have a great weekend. Bloody brilliant. How That's good is awesome. that? Thanks, yeah. Ainsley. Yeah, really cool to see. But uh, I guess it highlights, you know, that and I, she, she's uh, a lot younger th- than us. And I know I'm older than you. But another little capitalist being born, though. <laughs> That's why I'm here. <laughs> it'll make you proud, mate. It'll make you proud. But it shows that, like, if you just start taking small steps, you can start looking at some of these things. And do you know what the difference is? Like, if when you read that, you can, like, feel the positive energy coming through her text. Yeah. It's not whinging and moaning, like the article about the buy now, pay later. Yeah. She's, like, fired up. Yeah, yeah. It's, so, it's such a better way to be. Because you start to get, you realise, like, oh, maybe I am in control of this. And maybe all that talk about, like, you can build your own life, you can be in control, you're like, fuck, yeah, shut up. Like, easy yeah. for you to say, like, you've done all of that and you've made all that cash and, yeah, piss off. But once you start doing small things like this, you're like, oh, yeah. Well, what else is possible? Starts compounding a bit and you're away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, oh, I didn't even have to pay my power bill last month because the shoes that I never wear in the closet paid for it. Yeah. You beauty. Yeah. The next article, mate, is that uh, this one came out this week. No, sorry, today. And one news article, third of businesses doubt they'll survive the next year. This is from Retail New Zealand. It must be an industry body. Yep. So this is pretty sad. This is really sad. That a third of businesses have already got it in their head, like they're answering a survey, and that they doubt they'll survive the next year. So generally speaking, humans are really resilient mm-hmm. and a lot of them will fight through this better than what these stats say. Yeah. Um, but definitely some will go down if they're already starting to think like this. And it's, yeah, oh, it makes me sad, man. But um, I don't know. It, I don't even know how to answer it there. Don't give up. But yeah. the conditions are the conditions are fucking brutal. They are tough. Yeah. yeah. I had a pretty tough conversation with a client this week where they told me, uh, about a month ago that things weren't going so well mm. and I said let's check in in a month because you had some they had something else in plan I was like I want to know how that goes and it was it, they're like it's going really well and it's going to help us get through this next little patch but all the sales were to current customers we got no new ones but we, we run a whole heap of marketing to some new ones we right. got heaps of traction but no one and I was like fuck okay so the offer wasn't good enough so that what they've done is they've effectively gambled can we invest money into advertising to get people into this offer yeah. but only their current customers took it which they didn't even really need to do any marketing to yeah. <laughs> so now they've basically lost the profit of doing this piece of work yeah. by gambling can we get extra into them build out the rest mm. of their business but um, so then we had to start having some real serious conversations about okay what are our options? You know, have you got access to any other capital? Can we think about decreasing the repayments on that loan? When do you make the decision that, hey, 
I, the business owner, have to do more work into the business rather than hire someone else. Because naturally, as we make more money, we buy our time back, right? We start hiring people, we start getting our car cleaned, we start getting a, a person to clean our house, like whatever. Eventually, you're like, ooh. Well, that, yeah, we do all that, and that model works while growth's happening. Yeah. But when you take the growth away, it's like, oh, fuck. You're not used to turning it back the other way and starting to wash your own car again. Yeah, yeah. You know? like yeah. A, so that thing's, that my bitch is dirty. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I, it's I'm a, very it's lazy. A, and, you know, we haven't, uh, COVID lockdown, yeah, sure. It was a fucking blip in the radar and we got fed a whole lot of money, so it didn't really affect it. But, mm. I mean, tourism, definitely. Retail, definitely. And hospo, yep. But we haven't really had a downturn like what we're, what we're starting in now and what's coming since 2008-9. Yeah. So it's been a long time between that feeling for a lot of people, and some people have never felt it. No. Uh, I haven't. No. I, I was leaving school. Yeah, that's <laughs> so right. I was fucking drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Oblivious, yeah. yeah. Where is so, everyone? <laughs> yeah. I'm still here. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to be a bit of a wake-up call, but it is sad to see a headline like that. What's the guts of the article? Obviously, it's a... a it gets to the article, mate. Yeah, it? retail NZ. So, I mean, here's where... I mean, I've got a lot of respect for people that get into business and have a crack at retail. We've been saying for years, like, it won't be a surprise to anyone younger listening to this going, well, shit, like, who's running a retail store in mm. 2022? Wasn't COVID a good sign to go, you know what? Do we need to be doing this in the store? Maybe we could do this online. I appreciate that not everything is like that. Um, but as an example from us, we've got a business that we look after in the accounting side of things. They started a business, one product and terrific marketing, they can't even spend money on advertising, you can probably start to guess what the product is, and they've scaled it from no business in COVID, having a drink in the middle of COVID and a pandemic, being like, we should start a business, to now uh, on track to be, if not already, uh, a million dollar business. Mm. And there's no store, there's no physical store, it's still, but it's still retail, but it's online. And it was that's the interesting thing about a lot of these retail stores, they finally had the come to Jesus moment of, oh, Maybe this business model isn't foolproof anymore. It's not bulletproof. Oh, well, we'll just wait until COVID finishes, but and then it'll be foolproof again. And it's like... Well, also, mm. also they got fed a whole lot of cash and yeah. free money and government support and all this shit to, to stay above water. And now that's being sucked out. But it's sad that this many people are thinking like this. Retail New Zealand Chief Executive Greg Harford said that more than half of retailers failed to hit their targets for the second quarter of 2022, so that must be to June 2022, while 46% met or exceeded them, but margins remain tight across the sector. The cost of operating a retail store has significantly increased, in particular freight and shipping-related costs, as well as the cost of labour and, and low foot traffic has created significant pressure, which you know I can mm. I can get and I can vouch for. Uh, in the last quarter, 71% of retailers increased prices at, at oh, this is some ugly inflation chat, here we go mate, in the last quarter, 71% of retailers increased prices at an average of 6%, Ooh. with 81% expected to increase their prices again in the next quarter at an average of 6%. Tell me wow. that inflation is transitory <laughs> and that it ain't still going to be here. No, no, this is... You know, but we're at a point where something does not give, and I think you sent this to me earlier, does not... Uh, does need to give, and it could be that we see reductions in employment. That's actually what the Reserve Bank are trying to create. We're trying to get some unemployment. Uh, it could be that we see reductions in the hours in order to try and reduce those operational costs, but unfortunately there are likely to be some businesses that just don't survive as well. And depending on how you think about this stuff, I mean, I'm in the camp of, okay, well, that's quite good. Like, we need to clean out some of the businesses that are just hanging on to then say, hey, like, is that how you really want to live your life anyway? Like, we want people to be prospering and 
reallocated themselves somewhere else. Yeah, there's. I mean, because of the allocation of of credit and stuff that's happened, misallocation over the last couple of years, there's going to be heaps of this stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's sad, but it has to happen. Mm. Um, it happens every recession. A whole lot of businesses go out of business, and then it creates a floor for new people to step in, and with new ideas and new innovation, and yeah. the way it goes, you know. I had I had mates who lost their job leading into the pandemic, and now they've got new careers. And I've got happy the and same. stuff, and careers, and bigger incomes, and all sorts of different things. Mm. So we, um, we forget all of that shit, eh? Hey? We just yeah, think yeah, like, yeah. oh, we're just gonna wait for the fucking train to finally crash, <laughs> and then be like, fuck you, labour or whoever is in power, <laughs> yeah. and be like, I can't believe this. And then everyone's like, yeah, sorry, mate, I'm like, I can't have a beer with you and talk about this for the sixth time. Like, I've got to get on with my life. And they're like, oh, maybe I should get another job or start another business or whatever and carry on too. Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting one, eh? But it is, it's a bad sign that one third of people, like we've got a million Kiwis thinking about binning New Zealand and then we've got one third of businesses that don't think they'll survive the year. Like, the year, I assume that means to the end of this year, which is only six months, so that's, that's scary. There's going to yeah. be some tough times. I'm definitely talking to people that are, that are struggling, eh? Yeah. Um, in, in the mortgage space, so we hear about it, but there's also a whole lot of people that are doing real good still, yeah. and they're like, why do you fucking talk about a recession? <laughs> fucking pumping, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yes, yeah, sorry, mate. Yeah. I just love economics, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, right? Um, you know, I sat down and did a podcast for Next Advisory Clients about the recession buster mindset, because we're having the same sorts of conversations with clients, and I'm like, okay, I need to get my thoughts down onto... A bit of paper and then talk about them and it took an hour mm. of me just talking at rapid speed with a lot of caffeine in the system yeah nice but you know I got a message before from someone saying oh I just started listening to this and it is fucking brilliant which is cool yeah um, but if we continue to think that things are going to be doom and gloom and that everyone's going to leave and that all these businesses are going to close down like we're going to see it more too it's in our it's front of mind self-fulfilling prophecy if we're not careful yeah 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 so mate, I mean my two cents is that I hope that it doesn't happen and that we don't see too maybe got the volume up still when it gets back I, on TikTok yeah I think I think we are going to see it mm. I think we are going to see bits of it but it also doesn't it's not like fuck New Zealand's going underwater yeah like, yeah it's not vanishing like there's still going to be trade and everything here and you can still do everything and if you continue to provide better value than the person next to you you'll earn more there it is that's what we all need to be thinking about is how can I actually use this as an opportunity? How can I dig in? How can I provide more value? Use inversion thinking that we talked about earlier. You know, how would a business fail? How could I ensure 100%. that my business would fail and, and then go through and for, do all that? For retail stuff, it would be not being online mm. and still <laughs> not <laughs> sending out emails yeah. or and being like, "Hey, do you, do you want to buy my shit? You yeah. don't even need to come into my store. Or I'll send it to you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, hundred percent, mate. I'm all on board with all of that. Interesting times to come, mate. Hey, if you're thinking about leaving New Zealand, please don't. We need you. Yeah. <laughs> That's the and kicker. And if you've got any mates overseas, tell them to come back. Yeah, greet them back. Come on, seriously. You know what? What are me and Mike? Who are we going to go have a beer with? We need you. But it is, it is a shame. Like I don't want to see awesome Kiwis leave, and I won't begrudge begrudge them if they do. Like, cool. You know, I would say if I won't you do go, them. you won't. Nah, I won't begrudge them because it's it's also an indication. Um, that things aren't good enough here and whoever gets into power next or is in power right now needs to step up their game and yeah. sort some shit out. Yeah, definitely. It's an it's a, it's a ability, like we've got then the ability to to improve and create a better country where people are like, yeah, you know what, fuck this. I'm not living in bloody the Netherlands. I'm moving back to New Zealand. I'm yeah. going to live in Dannyburg. What a spot. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know no if we'll one. hear that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got a bit carried away. Let's get out of here.